Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and engaged. You've reached the right place for discovering your purpose, overcoming life adversities, and engaging yourself with positivity. Let's welcome our host, a mother, a wife, a friend, and a certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, Abby Johnson. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. Yay, yay, yay. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. I got a little bit of a late start. It's almost nine o'clock, but, um, you know, mom life and everything else. So anyway, I am very, very, very excited. Today is being, uh, my podcast number two. So I'm about to go live recording that in just a second. So anyway, so thank you guys for tuning in. Um, so I want to officially welcome y'all to Abby inspired. That is my new podcast where my goal objective and agenda is for you to be motivated, encouraged, and inspired. Uh, every day I'm going to be talking about different topics. I'll say every day, I'm sorry, every week, <laughs> once a week, our topics are going to change, you know? So this week's topic is about purpose. You know, I struggle to find purpose. Am I alone? I'm a firm believer that many people struggle with the direction and flow of their lives. It should not make you help. You should not feel lost and alone by any way, shape, form, or fashion. A lot of people feel that. A lot of people struggle with that. But my question is, is are you unhappy with your life? Do you feel lost in the day-to-day of the routine of your life? Do others' opinions of you matter more than your own? Do you feel that your spouse's needs, your children's needs are put before yours? Do you feel that your life has no meaning? So those are some questions. And if you answer yes, then I want you to definitely stay tuned because I'm going to be talking about this. There are um, several questions that us as humans here on this earth question, whether you realize it or not, that we have, I like to kind of categorize it in kind of five questions that we as humans have. And the first is identity. Who, who am I? Second is your source. Where am I from? Third is your purpose. Why are you here? Why were you born? Fourth, your potential. Uh, what can you do? What are you capable of? Fifth, destiny. Where am I going? These are five questions. We can't even get to purpose without knowing your identity and knowing your source, where you're from. And then, because those all lead to their building questions to understanding your purpose. So if your purpose is, is, there's a struggle there, then we've got to start building, breaking that down and figuring out, okay, why is there a struggle with finding your purpose? Some people like to categorize purpose as happiness. Um, I think it's much deeper than that. It's not what makes you happy. Um, It's figuring out your identity and um, figuring out your purpose, figuring it's all in there to lump it together. We're going to talk about that. So um, if you are in your 30s, 31, 32, 33, and you are sad that you feel like you don't have your life figured out, I want to challenge you. That perspective is is wrong because realistically you have until you're, you know, people are living to a hundred years old now. And I understand that, you know, there might be frustration there, but I want to challenge you in your perspective with that because perspective is everything y'all perspective is 
what determines how happy you are in life a lot of times. Uh, what happens is, is we get in that comparison game. We get to that, you know, pointing fingers and, well, they're doing this at this age and here I am and I'm stuck working this job and I'm not happy. Well, we wish I could be doing this or that and I'm not. So, you know, when we start looking at perspective, a lot of times that's shaped by things that we go through. So perspective can be easily changed. You just got to be aware that, hey, this perspective is not what it should be. My perspective is warped here. I need to change that. So if you feel, you know, you're in your 30s and you're struggling with perspective and, you know, your identity, it's okay. It's just not too late to go back and say, okay, let me start digging and figuring out who am I really? Y'all, do y'all know that you know, when you start getting down into your identity, you know, that, I mean, that goes deep. Like that's step one of step one of even getting to step three of figuring out your purpose is step one is who are you? Who, what, why was I born? Um, most people identify themselves in material things like name brands. That's why people will, you'll see people fighting over designer clothes. People are creating replicas of nice clothes because people will, will buy knockoffs because of, you know, if they can just put it on and wear it, it makes them more valuable. So that's that I, I personally feel that that is not a healthy perspective. I'm not saying you, you, it's great to have nice things, right? We all like nice things. I like nice things, but it has to have a proper perspective. We go back to that perspective and who and how you identify yourself. So I want to, I want to kind of insert a little bit into this because I struggled with that for a long time, a long time. I personally struggled with being in high school, being in, didn't really know who I was, didn't have that solid understanding and especially in my faith and not knowing, you know, who I was in Christ and who I was in, in the word. And I, so I didn't understand that. And I would, you know, this designer pants. My mom jokes about me begging her to buy some seven jeans from the local boutique store. You know, I'm like, oh, mom, they're just $120. You know, and mom's like, I still remember that to this day. Like, there's what? <laughs> I can't believe you asked me to do that. But I struggled with that. I truly did struggle with my identity and thinking that, oh, if I have this, oh, you know, I'll be more accepted because I did not have a strong sense of self then. And it wasn't until I became older that I really started understanding and really honestly, truthfully is when I started working and building my relationship with God and allowing God to really transform my heart and open my eyes that I start really seeing, oh, you know, this is who I am. It's not this car or it's not this, you know, shoes or pants or whatever, or this purse. So now my husband might say otherwise, but now, you know, I can wear my Louis Vuitton purse half the time and I do it because I truly do want to wear it. It's not because I feel like I have to, to impress somebody. You know what I mean? I have it because I genuinely like it and I, it's nice and life is good. I don't have to have those things. There was a point in time where I had to have it. I had to have it. I had to have it. And so I had to step back and really start getting down to that why, why I felt that way. That was a long journey. And you can't rush the journey of covering who are you and, you know, why were you born? And I will say this, a lot of people, like I said, talk about the happiness 
being purpose. And like I said, I don't really feel that way because it's much deeper than that. Because if you understand the why behind everything, you will a lot of times be, you will have that understanding of why you're doing something, right? So anyway, so the identity is super duper duper important. But the second thing is the source, where you're from. Most people don't ask this question. And realistically, just to piggyback the identity question, most people don't don't ask that question either. Majority of people have no clue, you know, who they are. And that's why that people capitalize, you know, companies capitalize off of people who who solely wear name brand clothes and those type of things because why? That's where they find their identity and they know they can make money. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having those things. I don't want to get my words twisted because there's nothing wrong with having nice things. But it's this all everything has to be in the proper perspective again. So your source, where you're from, that's a question that is super duper important. Because and I'm when I say where you're from, I'm not really even meaning like Oh, your your ethnic heritage. That's not really what I'm meaning when I say that. I'm I'm really realistically meaning. I'm, I mean, because truthfully, let me say insert this is when you start going back and start really trying to figure out like what is your ethnic heritage. It's been proven that <laughs> if you try to figure it out, you're going to get confused. You know, people people do their ancestry DNA background all the time, right? And it comes back <laughs> comes back. You know, all different types of you know white people having from South Africa and, Af you know, Africans having from, you know, Europe. And, you know, it's just like, oh, what? You know, so the point I'm getting at is that when you start trying to really figure out like your heritage, I'm not really meaning from that standpoint, more so from who are you, who created you and, you know, tapping into that. And, and I am a firm believer in, you know, my faith being a complete solid source of my identity. So um, my faith in God. And so, you know, if, and I, and I say this because I know not everybody's a believer in, in God. And, um, but in, in order to have that, you have to figure out where and what, and where's your source, right? So just to piggyback you, you, it's your identity without knowing who are you, you can't figure out where you're from and you definitely don't know why you're here and your purpose. So I know I said, why are you here? And why was I born earlier under identity? But I was meaning under purpose. So basically your purpose is why are you here? Most people will say, oh, I'm here because I am here to help others, which is fantastic. Um, and I like to say it like this. If you can go back and you can think many, many, many you know, years ago when you were young, what are some things you enjoyed to do? What are some things that always sparked your attention? I remember specifically being a young child and I would be in my room and I loved to teach. Absolutely loved to teach. I mean, I would, I would get computer paper. I would just lay it out and I would write, write everybody's names in my class and I would get off the, you know, that little uh, blinds where you use a little stick to open and close the blinds. I would get that, unhook it and I would pretend and I would fuss at other students. I was just wanted to be a teacher. That was, I always pretended and played. I like to do that type of thing. I loved it. And to this day, I actually even went and did some schooling for elementary, early childhood education right before I got pregnant with Malaya, did shadow days and everything. And so, you know, I had a lot of time and I loved it. I had a lot of time invested into that degree and then changed 
as you know, I, my life had changed. And so I realized like, I don't know if I can work around kindergartners. Like I felt like thought I was going to be doing and uh, coming home and being able to be a mom to Malaya. So my career path kind of changed. Well, now I understand because I was back then I was praying for God to show me my purpose and to guide me because I had no clue. And so I had no clue what I was supposed to be doing. I thought it was nursing, but I still wasn't really sure, you know, and it wasn't until I got, I got to a place where I literally had everybody around me. I felt like was things were happening. I felt like my life was not happening the way I felt like it should. I was sad and frustrated and just me and my, it was just a lot. And so I remember just really one night just crying. I was, this was while I was in prerequisites for nursing and um, just crying. And like I had midterms coming up and just lots of stress and just like, God, I surrender to you completely. I can't do this anymore. I need your help. And so from that point forward, God really like, I, he opened my eyes and started transforming me. And that was the turning point of my nursing career. And from that to where I am now, that desire to teach, I, I still precept numerous students to this day because I love to teach. And that's what, but I had to surrender my will to God's will in order for things to happen. And along the way, you know, I just always prayed, God, your will be done. A lot of people get stuck in the God, show me what, show me what your purpose is for me. You know, show me, show me, show me. They don't feel or hear God. And then they get frustrated because like, well, I prayed and God didn't answer. Well, it's not that God doesn't answer. Sometimes it takes time and we can't rush God's timing. God's timing is perfect. And I can say, and I think I, I don't know if I went into this on the last podcast or not, but I, you know, in my journey to be where I am now, where I know I'm completely on purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing in my life, 1000%, you know, there's, I had to be patient and I'm talking about, um, since 2000 and, uh, what, 10 have, I really prayed and asked God for my purpose. And it took until 2018, eight years until I realized, you know, okay, God, this is my purpose. And I, I can't speak for everybody, but that's just me and what and how God took it could be because I'm stubborn and hard headed. I don't know, but it took eight years for me to get through nursing school. It took eight years for me to get through nursing school, to get through going back to get my bachelor's degree, to go back and get my psych nurse practitioner degree and graduate and realize, wow, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So anyway, I mean, the first day of me practicing as a nurse practitioner, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It was the most rewarding feeling I'd ever felt to my life. And I was like, okay, God, this is what I was born for. And so if you feel that feeling with anything that you do, you know, cause you can't do things for money. I tried that. I tried initially going to, uh, I didn't actually even go to it, but I was started going down that path of nurse anesthetist school, CRNA school because of money. Oh, you can make, you know, all this money doing this. And somebody quickly spoke into my life and said, stop. <laughs> then she didn't tell me to stop. She's like, I don't really see if that's you, you know? And 
God just kind of re-guided me back and redirected my, my path. And so, you know, it's so important that every day, you know, I pray God, whatever your will is, your kingdom come and your will be done. Because why? I want to stay on, on track and on purpose for what God has for me, you know? So that is huge. It's a big driving factor for me. And I feel like, you know, that's a big, integral and important part in your life. So in, in, in living in your purpose, we have that, what makes you happy? What, what truly brings you joy? Cause happiness and joy are different. Happiness can be temporary, but joy is what sustains you. So I can say like, I have joy in my heart. Right. And so is there anything that brings you joy? Okay. And people a lot of times want to monetize like, okay, well, I want to, well, I love football. Okay. Well, I love soccer or I love golf. Um, I love whatever, you know, sports or cooking, whatever. How can you monetize that? How can you, cause if you can love it, but how can you benefit as a career off of that? Right. Oh, okay. Well from there, you know, it can't say I, I'm a firm believer. Go before the Lord, pray and ask God to open those doors and show you, guide you. My vision for my business came from a fast I did. So um, I'm not saying that's for everybody. I'm just saying, you know, I know if you ask God, he'll show you. But the point I'm getting at is that, you know, from anything, any desire or any joy that you have, you can make a sustainable living off of it. Right. So if you enjoy sports, you know, you can broadcast sports, you can have YouTube channels, you can sell, buy and sell football jerseys. And a lot of, a lot of the newer generation and of kids understand that and are, uh, I can't say us, more of the older generation struggles with that because we didn't have internet. I had internet growing up, but a lot of the older generation had internet growing up. So the struggles there kind of like, well, how can I monetize or, or, or capitalize off of that? Um, but I will say it's not, I want to say this, it's not too often that when you meet an old person, they say, I regret making that hundred thousand dollars. It's more of a, I regret not doing or taking this opportunity or doing that and not capitalizing off of opportunities or what holds people back a lot of times from their purpose. And so I, a lot of times that's what holds people back from their purpose. So that is huge. And I strongly, strongly feel that fear is rooted into a lot of people not stepping out into their purpose. I can't do that. Or I don't have the money or, you know, small things, you know, don't despise small things, you know, stepping out and doing things one day at a time. You know, I worked on my business one day at a time for an entire year before I even announced it to anybody. God is my witness. My, my husband will tell you, my family will tell you for an entire year. So, um, I mean, from website to, I mean, now I have a whole team, you know, but it started with me. <laughs> so, I mean, it's an amazing feeling. But the point I'm getting at is it just starting, you know, and not letting fear capitalize, um, capitalize you, um, letting fear cripple you into not making those moves. And so, and so, yeah, so, you know, it's hard to figure out your purpose and why you're here. Why were you born? What were you born to do? I know I was born to do this without a shadow of a doubt, you know, um, 
I connect with people. I'm able to speak life into people. I'm able to get people what they need to make those connections and do it now. I'm able to do it from a way of my life. I'm able to be with my children. I'm able to be present. If we have to travel, I can travel and work. And this is what my heart has desired, right? But it's been eight years in the making. So there's been tons of sacrifice. Maybe one day I'll bring my husband on to talk about the sacrifice part of, you know, what it takes. You know, he always told me if, you know, you don't sacrifice, like everything comes at a price, you know, and you have to sacrifice something, you know, and, and so that's the part that a lot of people aren't willing to do. And that's right now is your, is, is your chance and your reminder to say, I am going to stop letting fear dictate where I'm going in life. I will step out on faith and do what it is that I know that I need to be doing and, and put in the work, you know, if it's easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. And so everybody would have businesses. And so everybody would be doing what their purpose is. And realistically, we all know that, that people are a lot of times living in frustration and regret. And that's why I was mentioning earlier about, you know, a lot of old people, a lot of times start with, I wish, I wish I would have done this whenever I was 40. And now I would be doing it that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. If you can have anything you want, but it's going to cost you something. So that's right. That's, that's it. That was, that's my husband. That's he, I've, he said that so many times, you know, you have anything you want, but it's going to cost you to the point where it got on my nerves, (laughs) but you see it works. I I understood that, you know, you got to stay focused in where you're going in life because it's easy to get distracted very easy. So, you know, it's, it's very, very important to figure out who you, you know, your identity, where you're from, finding your faith, you know, and, and, and really allowing that to build in, in your purpose is huge. And I'm a living witness. So, um, I remember, let me tell you all this story. I remember whenever I was applying to nursing school, I had prayed, remember I was telling y'all, I prayed, you know, God, whatever your will is, your kingdom come and your will be done. I didn't never, I never prayed for a specific nursing school or nursing program. It was just Lord, whatever your will is, I want to be in your will. And with that comes what I felt are no's. And it's not a no, it's God knows what's best for us, right? So I, I had some extra classes I had to take just to kind of keep a full-time load And I took a nutrition class just out of the blue. I didn't even know why I took this nutrition class, but I took this nutrition class. And this was like in the spring of 2009 or 10 or whatever, 2009. So I went to apply to nursing school that fall. And y'all know the nursing school deadline was August 1st. Turned in my application, Lord, whatever your will is, a a friend of mine anointed hers and said she's into the program and got on right on into the program and she got in and I didn't, I cried. I was so devastated. I was frustrated. I was just hurt. I'm like, Lord, I just want to get through school. I just know this is what I feel like you're telling me to do. Well, come October, two months later, when I, you know, still wasn't in a program and this was for me to potentially start that following January. So October rolled around. I 
found out, oh, well, this school over here, I can actually still apply and get into start in January. Y'all, I applied and nutrition was one class that was required. And I had that. God had orchestrated my steps back in <laughs> the spring of starting January on into May to take that class. And it's just amazing because if I would not have had that class, I would have not got in. It was that competitive. And so I got into and I had nothing but ease, y'all. Nothing but ease. And not to talk negatively, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but my friend who had just, you know, anointed hers, did not end up finishing the program, went on to do something else. But, you know, I went on to be the student nurse association president. I just had so much favor. I had great teachers and instructors. And I mean, just overall, just, it, I had a great experience rock and roll right through it. And I mean, I, it came with ease, you know, but what I felt was a setback initially, it wasn't, you know, but I thought it was. So I, this serves as a reminder that no matter where we feel like God is leading us and guiding us, doesn't mean that it's, it's it, a wrong. <laughs> Just because a door has closed, doesn't mean that this, that that is, that's the end result, right? Because God can, if he closes the door, he's going to open another one. So just a reminder, guys, that finding your purpose is not easy. Okay. Um, to find your true purpose is not easy. So, you know, this is nobody has life figured out completely. We will be learning until we leave this earth, period. And, um, you know, I just want to encourage people who 18, 30, and you know, 34, 35, you know, and feel like they don't have it figured out. Guys, we live until we're 100. <laughs> you know, challenge yourself and your perspective with that. Don't feel defeated about that. Use that. Okay. Well, it's time to get to these questions and figuring this out, you know, because once you figure out your purpose, then that leads to your potential. What can you do? Now, what can I do with my life? What am I capable of doing? You know, once you figure out your purpose and then your destiny is, okay, where am I going? People are so, they want to know their destiny so bad. They go to fortune tellers and try to get readings and, you know, and it's like, if you can tune in and, and success is predictable, just like failure is predictable. If you don't put the work in for success, you're going to fail. And if you're putting the work in for success, you are going to succeed. That's just plain and simple. I, I'm just going to tell you this and I, this is not a braggadocious thing, but I am constantly reading. If I find something I don't know, my husband will tell you I'm researching, I'm reading, I'm reading a book. I'm, I'm reading, I'm listening to a podcast. I, you know, because I want to grow and I want to develop and I want to be the best boss. I want to be the best nurse practitioner. I want to be the best speaker. I want to have everything, but I know I can't be the best everything, right? That's just physically not possible, but I want to be the best version of me I can be. But guess what? It's not going to be now. It's going to be a continuing growth tool. I leave this earth, you know? Um, and so just take advantage of the time that you have. Okay. Take advantage of the time that you have. Now is the time for you to step back and figure out who are you, where are you from and why are you here? Why was that? Why are you born? Okay. And getting to these, so you can know what you're capable of and where you want to go in life. Okay. Those, those questions are all intertwined. And so, you know, there's, there's that. And so I, you know, figuring this out is a forever thing, you know, um, I want, now that I know 
where I'm going in my purpose, God is forever giving me different visions, you know, different, different avenues and where I'm going in life. So it's just amazing feeling. So it's going to be a constant growth, but you are not alone. If you are struggling, finding purpose in your life, get down to these questions, really take advantage of these questions and really sit down with some paper and a pen and figuring out who are you? There's a good book, a purpose driven life. But my biggest thing is every day asking God to order your steps. God, you say in your word that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I'm asking you order my steps. Second thing is, you know, praying God, your kingdom come, your will be done. I want your will in my life every single day, you know, and then just constantly consume yourself with positivity. Okay. Because why? If you don't, it's easily, it's easy to get bogged down with the negativity, negativity of life, meaning what you can't do, what you're not doing, what you're not capable of versus the things that you can do, what you are capable of and the progress that you make. I have to tell myself and stop. And I have to remind myself of the good things that I'm doing, the positive things that I'm doing, because a lot of times I'm hard on myself, what I'm not doing, what I should be doing, what I've, you know, everything. And so I'm just reminding you that, you know, it's very important to stop and remind yourself and keep things positive. Okay. Um, at all costs, keep a positive uh, mindset. It's very, very, very important. Statistics have shown a more positive perspective and mindset leads to a more successful life. And these questions about, you know, your identity, your source, these are, these are what humans, we, us question and for success. These are the driving questions to determine our success in life. Okay. I just want to encourage you to do what you have, your heart's been, been longing for, you know, if you feel like that's truly part of your purpose, no more fear, step out and, and start really diving deep into these questions and figuring this out. There's a good book, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. That's a good book. And I strongly encourage that book too. So that's going to wrap up our podcast for tonight. Thank y'all for tuning in. I do have off the topic of the podcast. <laughs> I do have some, some, I see some feedback coming on here. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I see some, some <laughs> stubborn. Oh goodness. Glenn, Glenn is a nurse practitioner that works right alongside with me at Johnson Behavioral Health Group. I love it. You found your purpose, mama. I love it. Yes. Kids are asleep. <laughs> I have joy and happiness in my heart and life. I take one day at a time and I'm loving it. You are so right about you have to step out of your comfort zone. Amen. Amen. You know, life is beautiful. Life is a beautiful thing, um, but it's it's not beautiful when you're living in frustration and depression and exhaustion. And, and so it becomes defeated. You almost live a defeated life instead of a proactive and purposeful life. So it's time to change that. So I encourage you to change that today. And I also want to remind you that we will be starting the letters. So if you guys want to submit anything like submit advice, a situation you need our advice on my advice on rather just send it in, email it. You can upload it to us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, me personally on Instagram or Facebook, the Johnson behavioral health groups page on Instagram and Facebook, or just email it to us at info at Johnson behavioral health group.com. 
and just a little Dear Abby. And then um, those, those will be driving factors for future podcasts. So anyway, just want to make sure y'all know that if y'all are having any struggles or feel like you need anything to talk about, send it my way. I'll help any way I can. But guys, I hope y'all have a great night and uh, thanks for tuning in. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ab Be Inspired. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, click the subscribe button, share it with others, or leave a rating and review. You can always head over to johnsonbehavioralhealthgroup.com to sign up for our inspirational monthly newsletter. That's all for this episode. See you next time.